0: We strive and struggle to do our best throughout our lives, facing challenges and circumstances that often alter our personal and professional mindset. In this age of digital everything, we're subjected to various false representations of what success actually looks like. Take a stroll through your social media feed of choice and you'll see images of high-flying people, cash, jewels, holidays, amazing holidays. The list is endless. This isn't just restricted to social media either. Advertisements on television and magazines or billboards also portray a false sense of reality. Couple this with a mix of anxiety, low self-confidence, a constant pressure to perform to societal expectations and kaboom your mind falls into yet another valley of self-destruction an overwhelming majority of us feel it we feel this nagging sense of failure its constant state of an uneasy flux deep inside your body the mind races in fear thinking of outcomes or events in which we may just be discovered. This feeling grows and grows and tells us with a loud claxon that we just don't belong. And the feeling stretches out its sharp, spindly, cold tendrils into each facet of our sense of self and our identity. We cannot possibly be successful. We're not as good as that other person, or fail. We just don't deserve it. We don't belong where we are. We only got here through sheer luck. They are far better than me. Even though we fight and strive through sheer grit and determination and sweat, we still feel like frauds. Like phonies. Like we cheated. We are counterfeit. We're false. We are swindlers. I am deceitful. Inadequate. I'm a hoax. I'm a fake. I'm an imposter. So ask yourself, when did you last feel good enough? Hello folks, and welcome to the Thesis Project, a podcast about men's mental health and the understanding of the self. I'm your editor and host, Michael Chard. Today's topic, in case you haven't guessed, is imposter syndrome. Now In today's podcast, we'll talk about imposter syndrome, the research surrounding it, my experiences, and what stopped me from doing, and finally, any helpful tips to try and combat these feelings. I'm gonna give some background on the imposter syndrome, its symptoms, how it's impacted and continues to impact my perspective and my surrounding relationships. This syndrome or psychological pattern is something that's plagued me for a very long time. I've fought hundreds of battles against this mindset and I've lost more times than I care to mention. Just taking the time at the moment to stop and think about it just makes me angry. Just the thought of how this simple yet extremely impactful thought process has shaped and steered my path and it makes my skin crawl. Where could I have gone? What could I have achieved if I had a better sense of self-confidence? A greater sense of worth? Maybe better support networks? Like employers who actually want you to succeed instead of being another bum on seat? Maybe having parents who are actually there for you? Have faith in you and push you forwards? And some friends who didn't constantly belittle your worth? who want to be better than you and the constant one-man-upmanship instead of supporting each other. Now, before we get underway, I just wanted to say I appreciate you spending your time listening to this podcast. I've said it before, but you could be anywhere in the world, yet you're here with me, and I sincerely appreciate that. Goal of the Theseus Project podcast is so other people can learn from my own learned experiences, my understanding, and my perspective. And this is not just for men. Yes, even though I focus on men's mental health, I really want others to think of their own experiences whilst listening to my own. Here's hoping that you obtain value from this session and you start the process of healing. And if you're in the process of healing, know that I'm thinking of you and I've got your back. If you've enjoyed this podcast, can you just do me a quick favor? Help spread the message and it really helped this project grow. Leaving a five-star review and subscribing will really help me out and keep the algorithm happy. And I'm sure it'll also keep you up to date on the latest podcast episodes. Now let's get to it. Imposter syndrome is a self-sabotaging behavior that affects around an estimate of 70 to 80% of people of all ages, identifications, backgrounds, ethnicity, anybody and everybody seems to get impacted by this at some point in their lives. Sufferers hold themselves to unrealistic and unsustainable standards around their own competence, crippled by self-doubt, This idea links to having generalized anxiety, low self-confidence, and depression. Simply put, imposter syndrome is one of the names given to deep-rooted feelings, like being a fraud. You feel as though you don't belong to a certain position, a group, or a lifestyle, or a job, or a profession, and that at any moment, you're going to be found out feeling of success through sheer dumb luck above anything else. This can manifest itself in everyday life, such as, what gives me the right to be here? Thoughts such as this and such as, I don't deserve this, make you question your achievements and your skills. You believe that you lack the certain level of skills or the required skills to effectively complete the job at hand. It's not as simple as thinking if you could just do a job, it's more like you can do any job, any position, any level of responsibility. This also means that the feeling will drive people to fly under the radar on purpose. A person may not be as innovative as they're capable of just because they're not willing to ask the questions and therefore are hesitant to share their ideas and, I mean, they'll most probably remain in the job that they've long outgrown, as they're afraid to step up and be noticed. When researching this topic, I came across the following from the Australian HR Institute, and it states that imposter syndrome has five different types. This is quite interesting. So, number one, the perfectionist. The person who thinks getting 99 out of 100 in an exam is a failure then tends to communicate that being a perfectionist is a positive trait. They forget something when making a meal or holding a presentation to a business or whatever, and then they proceed to beat themselves up for it. They must be flawless every single time. Think, have you ever been accused of being a micromanager? Do you find delegating tasks difficult? Worth a thought. Number two, the expert. Not about the quality of their work, but the quantity of their knowledge. They feel they should always be reading, taking courses, hoarding certificates. This mindset will hold people back from going for promotions because they never truly feel qualified. Take a second with this one. Do you shy away from job postings unless you meet every single requirement? I know I do. Feel like even though you've been in the role for a number of years, you just don't feel like you know enough. Does your skin crawl when someone calls you an SME or Subject Matter Expert? That's kind of me to a T at this point. <laughs> Number 3. The Natural Genius These people think intelligence or skill must be inherent. They expect to be born leaders or brain surgeons or whatever, straight out of the womb. The fact that they have to learn, to struggle, to master anything proves that they're an imposter. So are you used to, are you used to excelling without much effort? Perhaps you have a track record of straight A's at school. You don't like the idea of having a mentor or avoid new challenges or things that you've not done before. Cause you just think you won't be great at it. Number four, the soloist. They don't internalize or accept praise as a result of teamwork. Cause they think, well, they didn't do it themselves. If people tend to take longer to complete tasks and are hesitant to ask for support, think about yourself here. Do you feel that you need to accomplish things on your own? Or that you don't need anyone's assistance? And finally, number five, the superhuman. They set themselves up for burnout by attempting to be the best in every different role that they're required to do. They perpetuate their imposter feelings by constantly setting themselves up to fail. So, do you stay later at the office than the rest of the team? Do you get stressed when you're not working and find downtime a horrible waste of time? Do you sacrifice hobbies and friends or family to work? Do you feel like you've not truly earned your titles or qualifications, even though you have bucket loads of certificates to prove it? I'm sure there'll be some areas in there which resonate with you. I know from looking at that, I fall into each category at some level, which is concerning. So does that make me an expert perfectionist who is a natural superhuman genius excelling at being a loner? Hmm, food for thought. Again, thanks to the Australian HR Institute there. Some very good points. Let's give them a quick research or find them out on Google. There are some very good articles on there which will be quite useful. Also, whilst doing the research, I noticed that um, there are a number of famous people who suffer from the imposter syndrome. These surprising examples out there that really make you stop and think that this does actually impact a wide variety of folks. So here we go, it's just a, just a few, a handful that I've managed to pick up which just struck a chord with me. But Natalie Portman, she's reported to have said that she felt in going to Harvard that she wasn't smart enough to be in their company. And that every time she opened her mouth, she would have to prove that she wasn't just a dumb actress. Emma Watson has said that it's almost like the better she does at doing something, the feeling of inadequacy increases and she doesn't deserve any of what she's achieved. Ryan Reynolds has said, and he's one of my favorite actors who just seems to ooze confidence, but here he lets you peek behind his real feelings and says, I still feel like a freckle-faced kid faking it until I make it. Tom Hanks spun on the file and said, no matter what we've done, there comes a point where you think, how did I get here? When are they going to discover that I am in fact a fraud? and take everything away from me and one i particularly enjoyed was david bowie during an interview stated i had enormous self-image problems and very low self-esteem which i hid behind obsessive writing and performing i was driven to get through life very quickly i felt so utterly inadequate i thought the work was the only thing of value So signs of imposter syndrome for some people can be actually productive or act as a kind of fuel for them to succeed. This could come at a cost of feeling constant unrelenting anxiety and confirmation and validation from other people. However, what signs other signs are there? Have a listen to these and take a second to think for yourself. So number one, self-doubt and 2. the inability to realistically assess your own competence and skills Again, this could be professional or personal You attribute your success as external factors such as luck Number 4. Can you not accept praise on face value? Do you just always assume that the flatterer is just being nice to you? Number 5. Do you agonise over the smallest mistake, errors or flaws in your work or output? Number six, unable to take criticism or are you sensitive to constructive criticism? Number seven, do you feel like a fraud? Number eight, do you downplay or devalue your expertise, even in areas in which you are clearly more skilled than other people? Number nine, do you compare yourself with others around you, such as keeping up with the Joneses? Number 10, do you berate or devalue your own performance? This could be externally, such as verbally or internally. 11, you fear that you can't live up to expectations of both yours and others. Number 12, the fear of failure, such as failure is not an option. Number 13, do you overachieve by overworking? Number 14, do you self sabotage your own success? Number 15, do you set unrealistic goals or milestones and fear, and fear the feeling of despair when you fail? And last few here, do you over prepare or do you procrastinate on a task? And do you use minimizing language such as, I kind of think or, I'm pretty sure? And finally, do you discredit any of your achievements by using language such as, wow, I made it up as I went along, or maybe any other self-defeatist talk? So there's some serious signs there. I mean, that's not even exhaustive by any means. And I'm sure there's plenty that I've missed, but it's the ones that kind of jump out to me. So how has imposter syndrome impacted me? There are often days when I feel like a total fraud. When I'm at work or in an important Skype meeting, an area of work that I'm a subject matter expert in, uh, my mind will start to rush into thoughts of what the hell are you saying? Silence, they'll find out you're a fraud. You don't deserve to be here. You're talking rubbish. And my mouth will begin to stutter and pause and I'll start to rush through the topic at hand, make mistakes, stumble words, begin to ramble, and of course all of which I'll begin to beat myself up with later. I'll then to proceed to overthink, overanalyze, and rerun the whole meeting over and over in my brain, further reinforcing the idea that I'm just not any good. Working in a project team often means that many people from several professional backgrounds all come together quite often to discuss topics around their specialisms. Each stakeholder has a value towards the successful achievement or outcome of the project, yet this joint collaborative effort doesn't stop those negative thoughts from running amok. I can sit on project boards listening to other people's involvement and what they have to say, and yet when it comes to my own contribution, I'll go out of the way to belittle, rubbish and devalue my own input, no matter how much effort I went into it. This self-sabotage cripples my performance, well, in my own eyes at least. Yet, when I take time to look back over the years that I've been working in this role, and I check out the end of year performance reports, I've managed to successfully meet or exceed each of my targets for every year. I always end up with a glowing report, which pegs me in the top performers for my role. Words from management team give ringing endorsement and praise yet all of it tastes like battery acid stripping, stripping away any sense of relief or gratification. In a previous role, um, criticism of my performance was often based around whether someone liked you or not, and it was always far from constructive or objective. Being in the motor trade as it was, it was often part of a mate-like culture that meant peers held back on suitable or constructive feedback, stopping you from learning and growing and therefore achieving and furthering the business. Stupid belittling comments from older team members and put-downs with digs from management staff, often in an open office or shop floor made a toxic environment, that facilitated this mindset. Academically, I've struggled due to imposter syndrome Yet when you stop and think, it's really, really strange I'm actually going somewhere To learn something Yet I'm stopping myself from doing said thing Because I tell myself that I'm not only really good at it Which is why I'm attending the course in the first place Bloody stupid Yet it's there, and it's real And in hindsight, when I've taken courses as an adult, I've always passed or exceeded and got great marks. Relationships and friendships is also an area I've struggled with. I felt like a fraud, unworthy, fake, or a a sham. And it was always in the back of my mind. The imposter feeling stuck out for me like a flashing red neon sign. And from an early age, I managed to learn how to hide the person who I really was, and hide my slow self-confidence. It became easier to mask it with my sheer size and put on a brash, overpowering, sometimes overwhelming persona. When I attended parties, I gave off a certain vibe that required much practice to perfect. As the booze kicked in and the topics of conversation would often drift into meaningful, deep and meaningful areas, which to be fair, were not always my fault. Now, in hindsight, I can see now that everyone in my circle was wearing a certain kind of mask around their personality. Everyone trying to live up to everyone else's expectations, professionally, personally, and relationships, such as marriage, makes you stop and think. Ever since I was a young man, I struggled to fit in as I just didn't feel worthy of the people around me. I always ask myself, why are they friends with me? Why do they want me around? I don't deserve their affection or their attention. I don't deserve their time. I find myself making excuses and leave parties early and walk home alone. I'd walk into a corner and sit on my own, exhausted from trying to keep up the, the front as the more and more alcohol was consumed. The questions in my head kept building up and building up the pressure of living up to expectations. I'd talk about you know one thing behind closed doors and then I'd hide in the corner away from the world. I'd shut myself in to play video games like an introvert, hiding my feelings and like I was living a lie one that needed me to be something I'm not and something I could never hope in my wildest dreams to achieve I've clearly got some way to combat this mindset feeling like a fraud stops me performing at my best and yeah, that's gotta change so what are we gonna do about it? how do you change that? how do we combat this imposter syndrome feeling? It to take some effort but I've managed to compile some points through the research and exploration on the internet and sitting here with a pad and just drilling these things in my brain so I'm going to action these I'm quite excited doing it I really hope they help you too so number one reframe your thoughts when you're nervous about starting something new like a task or a job of course you're gonna feel this way you've never done this before Stop and rethink and reframe everything that you're doing before you start thinking you're a fraud. Number two, learn to take mistakes in your stride. It's all part of the natural learning process. As the saying goes, can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs. Number three, celebrate your achievements. This is essential as part of the growth process and avoiding burnout. Take your time to smell the roses and enjoy the fruits of your success. It helps to focus your mind on the next challenge or task. Number four, push yourself before you are ready. You'll never really be ready for anything. Accept it. There's no such thing as perfect timing. Number five, work will never be 100% or flawless. You are human. You'll make mistakes. The sooner you accept it, the happier you will be. Number six, stay clear of external validation that comes from your work. No one should have influence over your own thoughts and feels other than yourself. Chasing the praise of others is not going to end well for you. Be happy with what you've produced. Number seven, learn to take constructive criticism for what it is. It is not a personal attack. Learn to identify the difference and act accordingly. Number eight, ask for feedback on your work. Listen to others' ideas and comments and grow. I've got a small group of friends that I ask for feedback when I build this podcast. I value and adore everything they have to give me. I look forward to actioning it all. Number nine, become attuned to your own internal validation this will help you grow your internal confidence what happens on the inside will begin to show through on the outside number 10 see yourself as a project you're a work in progress in order to achieve and accomplish anything will require efforts around your study around skill building and development this applies to everybody Even those amazing confidence folks that you look up to Number 11 Do not beat yourself up when you make a mistake Take the time to learn, record the experience And absorb your findings This will help you build your confidence for the next time Last few Number 12 Stop with the massive or impossible high standards Sometimes good is good enough Number 13 Learn there is no shame in asking for help when you need it. Working as part of a team brings its own benefits and its own rewards. You're no need to be a soloist. And finally, number 14, one that I found great value in is become a mentor. Mentoring staff or volunteering can be an amazing way to uncover your inner confidence. You'll build and reinforce your existing knowledge and maybe actually start to believe that you are an expert in your field. Not only will you help others bring in benefits, but it will also bring benefits for your own mental health. And it will start to resolve and heal your fraudulent feelings around imposter syndrome. So I hope you've learned a lot from this. Imposter syndrome seems to be an extremely common psychological Like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, it seems to have its links into several different areas. Anxiety, depression, low self-esteem. And there seems to be several facets of it. It's not quite as easy to put your finger on as various other mental conditions. So that brings us to the end of today's podcast. I hope you found something useful that you can take away several items to think about. What's your experience been with imposter syndrome? How do you deal with it or how do you continue to fight it? Experience is a great value to those around you. I'd love to know about yours and if you want to talk about it sometime, feel free to drop me a voice message using the Anchor platform or slide into the DMs on Instagram. Finally, a quick disclaimer, the thesis project and myself are not professionals. If you have a serious mental health crisis need assistance, please, please, please seek assistance from the emergency services. If you're in the UK, you can now self-refer to the NHS Talking Therapies online. Just a quick search and you've taken the first step. Remember, there's no shame in asking for help. It is always okay to not be okay. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a five-star review. And if you've enjoyed it, I really look forward to to explore more mental health topics with you again soon. Take care.